Welcome everyone to a very special episode of AbbeyCast today. We are grateful to have Father Joe Serrano of the Norbertine community here at Dalesford in the studio with us. Father Joe, thanks for being with us today. Uh, my pleasure. I, uh, um, I've done some things at, uh, with the, uh, the center uh, in terms of prepared talks. Uh, uh, this is more of a shared experience, so it isn't as... Um, one, two, three about it. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, we try and keep it somewhat loose here on the podcast. So um, we, like I said, we're really grateful to have Father Joe with us today because uh, he's been uh, brave and humble and kind enough to share his story with us from this past January when he contracted the SARS-CoV-2 uh, bug that has been uh, hampering all of our lives here to some yeah. degree. Right. And um, he's, uh, like I said, been uh, willing to share his story with us regarding the trials, tribulations, and blessings that uh, he was able to become conscious of within that ordeal. So, Father Joe, where would you like to begin this story? Well, I think I'd like to just tell the story. What happened? Sure. Uh, it was early January, and I had what I thought was the flu, <clears throat> which often happens in January. I called my primary care doctor, and uh, he almost nonchalantly said, well, we can't work with the flu until we confirm that you don't have COVID. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, okay. And this was a Saturday that we talked, and he said, uh, I can get you tested tomorrow at the hospital, and you can even wait, and you'll get your result, and then we can go from there. Fine. Well, I went to the hospital on Sunday, um, yes, yeah, Sunday, and they took the test, and I waited an hour and a half, and they came back and they said, Father, you're positive. I wanted to say, can you do it again? <laughs> uh, but of course, they, it was pretty clear. They said, but you, you seem to be fine, so I think you can go home. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I came home. Mm -hmm. And uh, that would have been January the 10th. Um, okay. And um, uh, John Zagarella, Father John, is, uh, is our prior, and he's kind of the personnel individual uh, responsible for looking over our shoulders to see if we're okay. And every day he would stop in to see how I'm doing uh, because I, I really wasn't very mobile. I didn't have much energy. And um, since I had COVID, it was agreed I should be isolated. And my meals were brought to my room. Anyway, he'd come twice a day. And uh, finally, on around Friday, he said, uh, Joe, do you realize you're getting worse and I said, I don't know what you mean. He said, well, I, I see you twice a day, and your, your color's off, you're weaker, mm -hmm. your voice is raspy. Um, he said, I, I think we should go to the hospital. And so that's what we did. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, went on a Saturday night, I guess, and, um, uh, and I don't remember the next three days. Yeah. So can I ask you, sure. what was that like to have him after he's been checking in on you, just say that to you all of a sudden, and you don't look Well, like my first impression was that he's a, a caring brother, but he's worrying too much. Mm. And there's, there's really nothing here. I mean, mm -hmm. I'd know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I didn't know. Yeah. So, But um, I uh, deferred to his judgment, and okay. that was a great blessing. Mm -hmm. And I, I got to the hospital, and uh, 
literally, I don't have any memory of the next couple of days. Wow. Um, and then my third or fourth day at the hospital, I had several doctors, but there was an infectious disease doctor. He okay. was a wonderful guy. Dr. Kim was his name. And uh, he asked me, he said, Father, what do you remember about your first couple of days here? And I laughed and I said, I don't remember anything. Wow. And he said, well, that's not surprising, he said, because uh, you were very seriously ill. Oh, wow. And uh, now we're going to just say you have double pneumonia. Okay. Uh, but you have double pneumonia with COVID. Mm -hmm. And the truth is we don't know a lot about COVID. Mm -hmm. And so we think you're getting better. Uh, we didn't think that on Monday uh, wow. when, you first when you first arrived. But three days later, we think you're getting better, but uh, you're going to be in the hospital a while. And I was there two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. And you only get to see a doctor or a nurse, you know, uh, no, sure. no visitors, uh, phone calls, praise God. And to get from my bed to the bathroom was a major ordeal. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, But happily, after two and a half weeks, I got to come home. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, again, um, I, I had no energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was on oxygen. Mm -hmm. I was on oxygen 24 hours a day. So... I couldn't go more than 16 feet from the machine. Uh, so uh, yeah. obviously I couldn't go to church. I couldn't go to meals. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, since I had COVID, um, isolated is too strong. But people who came to see me kept a distance. We wore masks. Mm -hmm. um, and I was pretty much stuck in my chair. And to get to the, um, to the bathroom in my room <laughs> was a major ordeal. Yeah. Uh, uh, but with time, uh, they, the hospital provided nursing care at home, a uh, physical therapist, an occupational therapist, and a nurse. And they all came in the beginning twice a week, then once a week, and then finally they stopped coming around Holy Week. So there's that February, March, that 10-week period mm -hmm. uh, from mid-January. And uh, they were wonderful. And their goal, they told me very simply, was to wean me off the oxygen. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, but during that time, I, uh, I never realized how I took my health for granted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm 78, so, you know, I, I knew I was getting old. Mm -hmm. My memory I, I wasn't always the world's best. But, uh, but suddenly I was, you know, really limited. And uh, um, that's one of the things I, I found most distressing in the beginning that so much of my life was wrapped around worrying about my body mm. you know I, I just always took it for granted and mm -hmm. uh, but they would you know tell me no you got to be careful about this and be careful about that mm -hmm. um, so um, in any event I um, uh, afterwards I thought it was a kind of a narcissism you know, okay. uh, it, it isn't something that I, I chose, Sure. Uh, but uh, that's what they told me I was supposed to do. You know, that if you don't monitor, no one else can monitor, it comes in with some a couple times and a And there's week. something about illness in general that has just a heavy gravity to it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then what, this was, as I say, mid-January, and now I'm home. I came home January 31st, the last uh, it's a Sunday. Now, do you have a memory of coming home that day and what that was like? Well, I do. <clears throat> Excuse me, because they were expecting a major snowstorm. Oh, jeez. And 
I, I really think they sent me home because they were afraid that if they didn't, I'd get stuck at the hospital longer. Okay. Wow. And they wanted right. my room. <laughs> uh, hey, if that's what it took, right? That's what it took. Yeah. But, but here's the really sobering part. Um, uh, my next-door neighbor, Father Michael Lee, uh, he and I literally went to Paoli Hospital the same day for COVID. Mm-hmm. And I responded to these different experimental drugs mm-hmm. uh, that had only recently been approved. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did not. Mm-hmm. And he went on a ventilator. And uh, on February 11th, he died. And I, and I came home. Um, sobering is the best adjective I can think of. Yeah. Uh, a little, surely humbling. Um, and you know, you say, Lord, I hope you have a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, in any event, <clears throat> I suddenly realized the significance when the doctor told me that I was seriously ill. Right. So was my brother. I responded to the treatment. He did not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful for the gift of life. I'm grateful for how far I've come with my health. But uh, it's still all uh, sobering. Yeah. It's still all sobering. Um, and um, so I got wonderful care from these three women, the, the nurse and the two therapists. Mm-hmm. And uh, they accomplished their purpose of weaning me off the oxygen. <laughs> um, and I eventually, around Holy Week, uh, was able to go back to church, mm-hmm. uh, have meals with the community, and then even uh, work in the tribe. I'm the Abbey treasurer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was able to go back to the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, another priest works with me in the office, Father Tom Rossi. And he did his work and mine for those 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. God bless him. Uh, but I was able to go back mm-hmm. uh, maybe an hour and a half in the morning, mm-hmm. which was enough to, for him to go back to our, our previous arrangement. Sure. <clears throat> uh, and I'm able to do that now. Uh, it's, uh, what's today? Uh, April May. Today's May 15th or something. 14th. 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 Um, I'm now back to pretty much my old schedule of I would work in the office and then head back there around 3 o'clock in the afternoon by which point the mail had come and I could, you know, get things ready for the next day. Mm -hmm. So I'm back to that kind of a schedule. So I've made really great progress with my health, but I still struggle with the fatigue. I remember you calling me at home, uh, it was after you had already come back to the Abbey, you had started coming back to the office and you asked me a question and I didn't have an answer for you immediately. And you're like, well, I'm in my office now and it's a really big deal for me to come down here with the oxygen and all. So if you could give me the best answer possible, I'd be really appreciated. So I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I just uh, I don't remember the particulars, but I didn't have to be exact. It just had to be. That's right. I wasn't completely off base. That's right. Yeah, you were able to yeah. answer that. So yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're talking about getting up and going to the bathroom being an accomplishment in your hospital room, and then yeah. you know, the Abbey is a big place for you to walk from your room all the way over to the offices is definitely a high. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it really is. It's mm-hmm. uh, but it's also evidence of of uh, growth and and healing. Yeah, and healing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I taught theology uh, for 25 years, actually, at uh, uh, St. Joe's University, off and on. Um, And um, no matter what course I taught, I always tried to somehow include the very Catholic notion uh, that grace builds on nature. Mm. 
and that's what the incarnation is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, Same the divine Aquinas, right. that takes yeah. on the human. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, it isn't magic of lightning coming out of the sky. No, it usually happens in the ordinary. Right. Uh, the, the grace of God comes through the natural. And looking back, that was really my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, these wonderful doctors and nurses, the staff at Paoli Hospital, and then the at-home care, mm-hmm. these professionals uh, who were so devoted. And uh, in the hospital, for sure, they were taking risks. You know, I mean, I was contagious. Right. Uh, and, um, and even you were getting experimental treatments and stuff. That's too, true. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. Uh, um, to address a disease <clears throat> that your doctor said they knew very little about. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you, uh, I guess that's... Another conversation, but um, just to state it simply, what I've said already, I'll repeat, I guess. Um, Some of the most important things in life, like your basic health, Mm. you don't notice. It's like the sun that rises in the morning. So true. I get out of bed in the morning and I do what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you you don't have that control anymore, you know, and you realize how vulnerable you are, how Mm -hmm. fragile you are, how much a gift it all is mm-hmm. how much a gift it all is and uh, my healing uh, came as grace builds on nature because there were liter- literally hundreds of people yeah they had zoom meetings that prayed for me <laughs> <laughs> i wow. am so grateful i am so grateful and I, cards and phone calls and texts yeah. and emails and um they became a channel of grace uh, yeah. that you know took me t- to a, a, a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I guess that's the, the main thing I learned. Um, Anthony de Mello, a, a Jesuit who spent all of his life pretty much in India, wrote a long time ago that I read. Uh, he said the spiritual life, spirituality. Um, is really about awareness, mm-hmm. being aware of what's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gift that is life, the gift that is health, the gift that is family, all the gifts that are around us that you see them every day and you've, mm-hmm. you're not aware of them anymore. Right. But to become aware, to be aware, that's to have a spiritual life, to be aware of what's there. And I suddenly found myself much more aware mm-hmm. of pretty basic things. And um, with that awareness came uh, an appreciation of where I had been and where I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, the doctor uh, who said he was I was seriously ill when I first arrived in the hospital. um, He said uh, eventually when we had the conversation about the days I've forgotten and. And he said, uh, well, now you have double pneumonia. And we know how to handle double pneumonia. Mm-hmm. The COVID component, we're not sure of, but mm-hmm. we think we can get you home. And they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, to, be aware, to remember mm-hmm. where I was mm-hmm. and then look at where I am, to be aware of what happened, right. uh, to remember. Uh, a lot of years ago, I... I uh, when I was in graduate school, I read a book, I, I think it was by a, a, a French Jesuit, I believe, a Louis Bouillet, and it was about prayer, and, and he said, the key to understanding 
the Lord's Prayer, for example, is to remember that Jesus was a Jew. And if you appreciate a Jewish paradigm for prayer, you'll understand so much more of the Christian paradigm. Hmm. And basically, he said, the Jewish paradigm is about remembering what God has done, the past. And then, as you remember it, it becomes present. Mm -hmm. And in the present, you give thanks and praise. Mm -hmm. um, and having remembered what God did yesterday and thanking him for it today gives me the courage to surrender tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so remember who God is, our Father. Praise his name. Hallowed be thy name. Mm -hmm. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. The surrender. Mm -hmm. And then, then you ask for your daily bread. You ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Whatever your needs are. Uh, but there's that basic paradigm that begins with memory. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had taught that. <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly I was experiencing that in a rather dramatic way. Um, and that spoke to me. Yeah. Um, that uh, uh, to be aware, to remember, and be grateful. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, I don't have to work at that. Yeah. It's just, it's the natural response mm -hmm. to the gift when you see it as a gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and, and the gratitude, uh, interestingly enough, as the Jewish paradigm says, and I taught, but I now experienced in a more <laughs> intense way. Uh, that gratitude made it easier to say, you know, they don't know about COVID tomorrow, and I don't know about COVID tomorrow. But I remember yesterday, and I thank you for where I am. And okay, Lord, it's in your hands. Right. I, 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 I can say yes to that. Mm -hmm. I, uh, um, it, it isn't a fantasy. It, it's an experience right. that you've been with me. Why would I think you would abandon me now? Right. And all of that's, again, sobering because my brother Michael is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, God, I, I assume there's a reason why I'm here. And um, so the, uh, the, the paradigm of remembering, being grateful, that leads to a trust that makes it possible to surrender. Mm -hmm. um, one of our men, uh, um, Abbot, uh, one of our retired abbots, Abbot Emeritus, and Abbot Emeritus, Ron Rossi, said the other day that the opposite of faith is control. Mm. Uh, that faith means acknowledging I don't have control of everything. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I mean by surrender. Yeah. Uh, uh, that I, I know I don't have control. Mm -hmm. I have no big insight. Mm -hmm. It's just that's what I, I experienced it. But in God's hands, I'm I'm alive, mm -hmm. and hopefully with some good to be done yet. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, I'd like to. You know, share that with other people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because my guess is that even without COVID, if you just take the time to be aware, to look around, uh, the blessings are there uh, in the midst of all the troubles. I mean, COVID troubles were very real. <laughs> yeah. it, uh, 
the isolation, uh, the physical limitations, you know. So can I ask you about that? You had mentioned, I think you called it before, your small world of worry that you were experiencing and just being mindful of your body and its state when you had come back to the Abbey in particular. And you're speaking of awareness now. How were you able to work through that tension that you were feeling? Because I would gather that our listeners and viewers, <laughs> if they haven't been sick with COVID, they'll be sick with something at some point, a part of the human experience, right? So what worked for you? Yeah. Well, initially, it was depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I was, maybe I was angry, mm-hmm. uh, but I surely was uncomfortable, unhappy, dissatisfied um, with spending so much time and energy monitoring my body because mm-hmm. that's what they told me I had to do mm-hmm. you know I, you used to be able to walk 20 steps now you can walk 30 you know uh, or you you know your, your your simple body functions you know is your plumbing working you know mm-hmm. uh, and it just seems such a small world mm-hmm. you know I, and and I, I I found that disappointing I mean I didn't want to live in that small world right. but that's what I had that's all I had and so uh, I, I guess I just trusted that uh, this is the, the path I have to walk if I'm going to get better. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Lord, I don't like the little world, but I'll do my best in it. Mm-hmm. But please get me out of here quick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 10 weeks. <laughs> 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 and I was off the oxygen and I could have a... Something as simple simple as going to church, you know. I, I've been a priest over fifty years. I've been in Norbertine over sixty. Uh, I joined in nineteen sixty, so a little more than sixty years. Um, and uh, I hadn't been to community prayer for ten weeks. Mm-hmm. I, outside of when I've been away at school, that was never true in my life. Yeah, you know. I, Praise God, one of my confreres brought me the Eucharist each day. But when I was in the hospital, they couldn't bring me the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, uh, it's just a weird kind of world. You know, it's, it's small, that's a, the, the smallness of it. Right. And, um, but I, it ended. Yeah. It ended. And uh, so I'd, I'd like to remember what happened mm-hmm. so I can be grateful that I was that it ended, <laughs> that I was taken through it, um, but while you're going through it, it um, it can be discouraging. And I was just blessed that I had all this wonderful care. Right. You know, I talk about nature, the extraordinary care. I live in a community that took care of me beyond the professional medical care. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and uh, and a wonderful circle of. Uh, of, of friends and family that uh, nurtured me, you know, kind of through it all. So uh, to be aware of the gifts, uh, not take them for granted. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, being aware of them makes me aware of God's presence, God's hand in my life, even in the down times. And... Uh, I want to always be grateful for that. And that gratitude gives me the courage to trust that tomorrow is going to be okay too. 
not the way I planned it <laughs> or plan it. That's for or sure. any of us plan it. <laughs> or any of us yeah. plan it. But, uh, you know, I've always tried to find little phrases that, that kind of capture uh, what the gospel is about. And one of the ones that's always spoken the most to me is uh, the basic good news is we do not walk alone. And um, when you struggle with COVID or any other kind of illness, mm -hmm. as a believer, uh, that's the good news. Yeah. We don't walk alone. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I'm grateful and I want to uh, continue to put myself at the hands of such a God and invite others to do the same, Absolutely. which is why I'm here. <laughs> so I hope that makes some sense. Absolutely. And Father Joe, thank you for sharing your story, your experience, um, your challenge that you faced in this ordeal and um, has been a collective challenge for the whole world. All of humanity has faced this collective challenge in some way, in some form, right? Maybe not with the, uh, you know, visceral nature that you did. And really, and it sounds like you experienced the, the full gamut of some of these symptoms that can result from the SARS-CoV-2 in terms of the cognitive effects. And yeah. you were really uh, taken through the ringer. So um, I find your witness particularly powerful in speaking to this. Well, I'm happy to share the experience and uh, for those who are still struggling with COVID I, a, a little footnote um, I I read that in England uh, they use the phrase long COVID mm. which means the long term effects of COVID yeah. and um, they say there are basically three of them uh, struggle with breathing and I understand that because I was on oxygen for 10 right. weeks. Um, but praise God, I don't need the oxygen now. A struggle with breathing, um, uh, a fatigue, and, and that, that I do experience still. Mm -hmm. And uh, my guess is that'll be around for a while. And the third is, is kind of a fogginess yeah. um, that uh, you, you kind of lose your focus. And I surely had moments of that. Uh, I, I have a few confers I live with who say, well, Joe, that's really been going on for years. You just never noticed it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I, I can appreciate that, yeah. you know. Uh, um, and uh, uh, so the long COVID, for those of you who are, you know, struggling with that, uh, don't give up. Uh, we do not walk alone. And, uh, um, and also, finally, I should probably say thank you to uh, those many people uh, who prayed for me. Uh, uh, and who, who, uh, who nurtured me. So uh, I bless you all. Thank you. Quite literally, the internet was infused with prayers for you, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> kind of wild to think about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, um, I don't have a list of names, um, but I have a, a heart full of... Um, gratitude for uh, all those many people uh, who nurtured me and especially by their prayers but as I say also by uh, their uh, reaching out and uh, and and now welcoming me back welcoming me back uh, yeah. I uh, I still can't stand I can almost everything but I can't stand for any length of time so I, I can't preside at the Eucharist yet I'm hoping that will happen in the not too distant future but I can preach a little 
if I preach on weekdays, it has to be short because I only can stand three or four minutes. <laughs> but that might be a blessing. Uh, on Sundays, uh, I haven't preached on Sundays since the beginning of January, but uh, um, the abbess asked me to preach uh, the first Sunday in June, and I can sit down Very nice. in front of the altar, so I'm looking forward to that. Very and, nice. Uh, so maybe... Uh, See you then. Yeah, well, yeah, if you are, thank you again, Father Joe, for sharing and for being with us today and for being with us always here at Dalesford Abbey. I know that your presence is really important to so many here um, within the Norbertines and beyond and all those part of the Abbey community. Oh, yeah. And um, it's, uh, like I said, just to hear your story is inspiring. So thank you for that. Well, and, and thank you for all you do with the, the Spring House. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, when I was in my room, I watched a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's good to know we're reaching someone, absolutely. And you heard Father Joe yourself. If you'd like to catch him preaching here at Dalesford Abbey, that'll be the first weekend in June, so I believe that's June 6th? Uh, yes. It's the Sunday. St. Norbert, but yeah. St. Norbert gets bumped because it's Corpus Christi. Oh, that's right. Uh, 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 and then, so St. Norbert becomes the seventh, but he's really the... That's right. Yeah. So if you want to catch Father Joe preaching, you'll be here on uh, Sunday, June 6th with us, either in person at the Abbey Church, or you can catch us live online at dalesford.org slash live. And again, we just thank Father Joe for being with us today and remind you that AbbeyCast is made possible, as all our Springhouse programs are, by your support, whether it's through your financial contribution, your prayers, or by sharing this content, subscribing it to it, liking it. It all supports us, so we're grateful for that. If you're interested in making a private retreat, Dalesford Abbey is very excited to be reopening the first week of June for private personal retreats here. So you can call me at 610-601-8702 or send me an email at adr at dalesford.org and we will get you all set up with a private retreat here. And finally, if you are feeling as if the Lord is calling you to a religious vocation, you can reach out to the Abbey here at or vocations at dalesford.org and that will put you in touch with Abbot Dominic Rossi, our vocations director, or you can visit the website dalesford.org slash vocations to see the information that we have posted on there. The Springhouse also has vocations content, so be sure to check that out as well. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a beautiful day. God bless.